All right. Make your way to your seat. I wasn't timing, but I think that was a minute. Uh, I always like doing that because these, like, this is where relationships start. Uh, so when you greet somebody, you get their name. Actually, last week, Chris told us that uh, how important that is to get somebody's name, right? And how that means so much. He said it's the most important word in all languages is your name when you hear your name. Um, so I always like doing that. Um, well, yeah, my name's Derek, like I said, and I get to share with you guys today. I get the weird week after Christmas. So we finished up First John last week, um, and then next week we're going to transition into um, a series on the Exodus and the Ten Commandments. And so we kind of have this one week in between that's kind of weird, and I get to share what's on my heart, which is cool. Um, and I was going to kind of do this like recap of how terrible 2020 was, but I don't need to do that, right? We all know. Um, Evan kind of even shared that a little bit in his message on, on Christmas. Um, so I'm, I don't really need to do that. We get it. 2020 was hard. Um, but this is a time of year that I really love because New Year's coming, right? It's just a couple days away, and we get to refocus. We get to kind of recalibrate and, and, in a way, turn the page and look to a new year. And for many of us, uh, that's an exciting time. Um, because of 2020 and everything that happened, it's, for me, it's, it's, it is good. It's exciting. It's like, it was, 2020 felt like a 12-round boxing match for my family. And it's like, it started out good, and then, boom, you get hit. And then as soon as it starts going good again, it's like, gut punch from COVID, you know? Like, so I am definitely happy to kind of move on and look to uh, this next season. But, um, you know, as, as families, as individuals, and as a community, we need to press on, right? It's, it was a hard year, and, you know, we do get a look to the future, but guess what? There's no promise that 2021 will be any better. And you probably don't want to hear that this morning, but that's a reality. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what next year is going to throw at us. So, um, you know, as, as families, as individuals, like I said, we need to just keep pushing on keep fighting, and keep living this life for Jesus. And so we're going to talk on kind of what that means today. Um, and I was reminded, kind of prepping for this and studying, that Paul encouraged many churches of the same thing, that when life gets hard and it gets chaotic and um, adversity comes, that we need to continue to be uh, united and have the same mission and purpose. And so he wrote letters to many different areas and churches uh, encouraging people. And so hopefully this message will be encouraging this morning. Um, but I want to share from Philippians. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 2 today. But I want to start, um, I want to start in, in chapter 1 verse 27. All right, And Paul wrote this to Philippi, this city, this, this church in this area. And he wrote it from a prison cell. So I think that helps us understand. And Paul was a guy that faced a lot of adversity and trials. He was beaten, he was persecuted, and he was in a jail cell. And he wrote these words to us. Um, it says, whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm and in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. 
Really good words. Um, let's go to the next one, Ephesians. He kind of says similar words, but in that first one, if you didn't catch it, he said, you know, stand firm. He also said, you know, to conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel. And this is what he says in Ephesians. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. That's a tongue twister right there. Um, but, man, these are really good words from, from Paul telling us to um, conduct ourselves in this, in this manner, right, in this manner that reflects Jesus, to love, um, to be humble and gentle, patient, bearing with a... Uh, you know, each other's burdens, right? This is, a, this is a reminder for the church to be on the same page, to be unified. Um, and that's what I love about Paul. He always brings us back to unity and loving people and serving humbly. Um, when life gets crazy, it's really hard to do this. You guys agree with that? When life gets chaotic and really hard, it's easy to take care of yourself. It's easy to be like, I'm going to take care of me. There's a phrase that says, do you, you know, like take care of yourself first. That's the most important. We hear that a lot, but that's not what Jesus did. And that's not what Paul is talking about. He's talking about loving other people and putting their needs first. Um, as this new year creeps up on us a couple days away, we are about to get bombarded. We're about to get bombarded with ideas about how we need to now focus on ourselves, set goals, set resolutions, Take care of yourself. Lose weight. Do things for you, right? It's, it's coming at us. It's probably already seeing commercials and other things. Maybe some of you guys are already thinking about this stuff. It's not, I'm not saying resolutions are terrible, but they can be very self-centered. Um, we just finished Christmas, which is a holiday about what? Giving, right? Giving, loving people. And now it's like our society, all right, flip the page, put a new calendar up. Now it's all about you. Take care of yourself, get in shape, lose weight so you look good, so you feel, you know, all this, right? It's not all bad, but there's just a lot of self in it. Um, and so I want to remind us today um, that let's start thinking about this community and what we can do for each other and how we can love and serve each other in this room, those online, and those that we come in contact with every single uh, every single day when we're out in our community. Um, but to do this, I feel like we just need to be reminded of what's our purpose, what's our mission. So go ahead and put that next slide up. Uh, if you've been around Rimrock at all for, I don't know how long, you've probably seen this at some point, but we are uh, one church with two campuses. So we've got the main campus up the hill, and then we have downtown. And this is our purpose and our mission, to be a community being transformed by Jesus Christ. And these are our, our, our three things that we strive for. To embrace, uh, let me start over. <laughs> to experience God, to embrace grace, and engage others. This is super important to us. This is what we're about. This is our mission. This is what we're, we're trying to do. Um, and we do things a little different than the main campus, but we're unified in this purpose and this mission. And I know that the leaders in this church right here, 
want to see this happen. We want to see a community that's being transformed. And that starts individually with our own lives, right? But a community is made up of individuals. And then we want to see people come here and experience God through worship, through teaching, through growing, uh, small groups throughout the week, like uh, embracing grace. Like God has given us so much and he's poured his love out on us. And we want to be able to extend that to other people, right? Um, Engaging others. Like I said, in this room, when you meet people, when you get to know people, when you're out in your community, wherever you work, you engage people all day long. And so we want to engage people and, and, and show them the love of Christ through everything we do. So that's, that's, our, that's our mission. That's our purpose. Um, that's what we're about. And, and we want to stay um, connected in that and rooted in that. Um, but for today... I believe that every single person here is here for a reason. I believe that uh, there's no accidents, there's no coincidences with God. You didn't just randomly decide to show up here. You know, you're here for a reason. God put you here. For many of us, this is church two times in one week. That's crazy. It's a lot of church. God must want us here, right? It's here for a reason. Um, and so God has brought you here, and I've, I'm slowly learning stories about how people connect with downtown. And I, I'll just share mine real quick because I think it's, I think it's pretty cool how, how it worked out. Uh, we moved here about two years ago. Uh, my wife is from here, so she knew people from high school. She has a big family and knows a lot of people. I didn't know one single person when I moved to Rapid, not one single person. So people ask, well, how would you get connected to downtown? And I just say, Google. And it's partly true, right? Like, I just looked it up, Googled it, found a church, looked on the website. I remember driving through the hills and seeing a church at one point called Rimrock, so it kind of caught my eye. But Google got me here. And I sat right over here the first week with my family. I met Evan. Within two to three days, we were sitting down having coffee, and we were plugged into this community. And I had no idea that a year and a half later, I'd be working alongside Evan and the rest of the team here as a part of this church. But my point is, you know, God works through Google. He works through the Internet. He works through relationships in all different ways to get us where he wants us. And some of you guys here for maybe first time or first month or you've been here for years, longer than I've been around, well, guess what? God wants you here. And I believe, like, this is just a good time to refocus and think about if we're here what does he want to do with us? What does he want to do with our lives? Um, how can he uh, use our gifts and talents that he's given us? Um, you know, it's really easy to connect with people who have common interests, right? You guys, some of you know I skateboard. I talk about it a lot. If you skateboard, if you have tattoos, if you like burritos, there's a really good chance we're going to get along. We're going to have a lot in common, and we're going to be friends pretty quick. Well, in this community, like, our common uh, interest is Jesus, right? Some of that other stuff is fun, and it brings people together, but Jesus is what really brings people together and unifies them. So when you come in this place and you start to meet people, Jesus is going to be that bond that helps this relationship grow. Uh, And like I said, we need to be on the same page with our purpose and even church, what it's about. Um, Yeah, so you guys are all here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. Um, I want to read now from Philippians chapter 2. And this is the point where I like to have somebody else read. 
So one of you brave people out there, stand up and read. Um, where's Josh? Hey, I'm not calling you to read. Can this mic, if I go out, will it like screech and yell or scream? Okay, so that's even more pressure. You're going to have to read with a microphone. Who wants to read this first passage? It's going to be awkward until somebody does it, so come on. You got it? All right. Maybe tell everybody your name, too. I'm Rachel. Hi. I'm Rachel, and I'm a Christian. You want me to read that? They can see it, you know. Okay. All right. If you have any any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Thank you. Good job. That was awesome. Reading out loud, it's, it's a challenge. All right, well, I'm going to step it up a notch. So that was good. A lot in there. We're going to talk about it. But sometimes I need to get, I need it to make sense to me. I need to get it in a way that I understand. So once in a while, I go to the message, and the message has a way of communicating the same message in, uh, or the same verse, verses in a way that I just really understand. So now I need somebody to step it up a notch and read this next passage and read it like, like with passion. Who can do this for me? You can sit down, but you're going to read it with passion? All right. Can you still use the mic? If you've gotten anything at all out of, the, out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in the community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor, agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Nice. Thank you. See, we do, I do this every time I talk, so hopefully you guys will start to be ready for it. Um, but that is so good, guys, right? Let me get out of the glare. Um, there's a lot in here that I really love, but what really jumps out to me is um, agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends. Isn't that good? We are the church. We did a whole series about how we're the church a while back to be deep-spirited friends and uh, have the same goal and be united, that doesn't just happen overnight. It happens as we get to know each other, as we get involved, as we serve. And relationships, they, they do take time, but you have, to, you have to be willing to get into them. Some of the best um, Christian communities I've ever been in, 
been a part of has been when my life overlapped with the other people in the community more than uh, one hour a week. When I was in small groups or in people's homes, having meals together, sitting down and praying together, going through struggles and good times together with people, you know, when you walk through these doors and you just give somebody a high five and that's the five minutes you see them in the week, like that's, I don't think that's what being deep-spirited friends means, right? You can't, you can't get into people's lives just in passing, right? Um, so... You know, we're called to, to community. We're called to be the church and get involved. Um, this passage is awesome because um, if, if we were to go on, I didn't put it up there, but I want to encourage you guys to read the rest of Philippians chapter 2. It says that um, basically to have the same mindset of Christ, and it says that Jesus didn't consider himself to be equals with God, but rather he humbly lowered himself and submitted to the plan to eventually go to a cross and die a brutal death for our sins. Jesus submitted to that plan. He didn't say, I'm equal with God. I'm going to come into the world and the manger's not going to work. I want a five-star hotel. You know, like that's, that's not the way it happened. He humbly submitted and the way that he came and entered this world, we just celebrated, you know, a couple days ago and it's, it's amazing. And then Jesus lived his life and he served, he loved, he healed people, he traveled by foot day and night, and he saw crowds, and he was moved with compassion, and he loved people, and he served people, and he poured out his life for people, and that's our example. Um, so as the church, how can we respond? You know, how can we respond? If we've, if we've encountered his love, if we've uh, gotten to know him at all, how can we be unified, and how can we love and humbly serve? Um, well, like I said, it, it starts by being like-minded, having that mindset that Jesus had as a humble servant, not I'm up here, everyone else is down there, serve me. No, Jesus came to serve, right? And this is a community that we need people to serve. Just to let you guys know that, we, there's bivocational pastors here, there's volunteer staff, we need people to step up. So this message, yeah, it, it's, it's a call to get involved, to serve, but not just in this community. Like if you guys decide you want to jump in and serve, we will gladly take the help, but there's a, a lost, dark world out there, and there's so many opportunities to serve outside of these walls as well, and we are the church again. So we need to go out and be Jesus in all parts of our city. Um, when Paul wrote that letter to Philippi, Philippi was a big metropolitan city of the time. And it had people from all different backgrounds, uh, races, ethnicities, areas, and walks of life. And he called them to unity, right? This, in this room, there's people that work in all different areas of our city. I know people in healthcare, running small businesses, education. There's people that cover the city in different ways. And we need to be unified in our, in our mission, right? To love and serve people. Um, so it's a good reminder from Paul. Um, so what I want to do is I want you guys to just think about 2021, okay, a new year. I want you to think about how you can be used, how God wants to specifically use you and your gifts and talents that you bring to this church, because every single person here brings something to the table. We're family, 
We just got through 1 John, and it talks about family, children. We are a family. And like every family, it's probably a little dysfunction. Just got out of Christmas, everybody. We all are around family, right? Every family has like the sweet grandma, the crazy uncle, the wild kids. Well, hey, that's us. We're, we're the same family. I don't, I'm not going to point fingers and say who the crazy uncle is here, but they're probably here. Um, there's some fingers being pointed at Mark, but um, it's just we're family, guys. We are a family, the church family, and we can have an amazing impact if we're united and have the same mission and mindset of Jesus. Um, so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to give you opportunities to serve and get involved in the plug-in. And I know you guys hear this a lot, but I want to encourage you. All right. Make some resolutions for yourself if you want. That's fine. But make some goals and maybe some resolutions about how you can serve your community. Because I'm a, I am definitely a big believer in, like, uh, you know, being healthy and living an active lifestyle and doing all this, um, which is what we're going to, you know, be hit with very soon for New Year's. But I'm also a believer that the church needs to be healthy and active as well. You guys agree with that? Yes, amen. Um, so in the next couple of weeks, here's what's going to happen. There's going to be different ways. We're going to tell you, here's just a few things that you can do. First thing is small groups. There are small groups that meet around this city. I think right now we have like three to four that are going. And it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe five, eight couples. They come together once a week on different nights, different parts of the city, and they study the Bible. They study about Jesus. They learn, they ask questions, they dig in. I host one at my house. It's amazing. It's like one of my favorite times of the week because it's a small group. You just get to dig in and be real. We pray for each other. There's small groups that happen around our city. So if you want to be plugged in with a small group, hopefully next week or the week after, we're going to have a list and I'm going to tell you the person to go talk to and you can get plugged in. If we have an overwhelming response, that would be amazing. And then you know what we would do? We would start more small groups. We would split small groups, and we'd get more if more and more people want to be involved. But I can tell you, like, from personal experience, it's just a precious time where you get to grow in these deep-spirited relationships. Um, there's other areas, too. Uh, there's, there's, there's teams. I say teams. We're, we're trying to develop this. But there's, there's uh, specific areas and teams that you can be involved with. And so this is kind of in the works, but what I want to see happen, or I say we want to see happen, is um, everybody in here gets plugged in with a certain area that they can serve on. And here's just a few of the areas, all right? Children. There's a lot of kids back there, right? I'm sure Dee would love to have more help. I, I bet she would. It is a gift to be able to Love and have the patience and teach young kids. It is definitely a gift. But you can get out of your, uh, um, what's the right word? Comfort zone, yes. And you can try it, okay? It's not going to hurt you, right? They're not that intimidating. But you can love and, and, and teach kids about Jesus from a young age, all right? Worship, technology, what if every Sunday we had more musicians than we could handle and Josh was just overwhelmed with people that want to 
play guitar and sing and do stuff like that. I, you know, that is a gift for sure. That is a gift, right? That's one area. It might be good to have a little skill, but I'm sure Josh can teach. Um, you don't have to be good. But again, it's like the heart, guys. Like, you know, what's the heart behind it? If you have a heart to serve kids, you'll fit in great. If you have a heart to worship, you'll do awesome. Um, hospitality. So when, we, when people come in here, it's really nice to be greeted. Do you guys agree? It's really nice to be loved and welcomed and shown where the coffee is and the kids. We want to have a team of people that make people feel comfortable and at home. So if you want to serve, you're just kind of friendly and outgoing, there's a hospitality team that we're going to kind of create. It's going to involve coffee and greeting and just hanging out out there and making people feel welcome. That's not really my gift. I make little kids cry most of the time. But there's people in here that welcome and love people so well, right? Mike, is Mike in here? I'll pick on Mike. Mike loves people so well. People come here and they stay here because they have an interaction with Mike. And it's, it's amazing. Um, so we have a team that we're developing called a safety team. We all like to sit in here and, and learn and grow and worship. Well, there's people out there that just kind of make sure this is a safe environment. And that's, that's an area if you want to serve in, we could use your help. Um, I, I kind of passed over technology, but we have Jack over there running the slides. There's a few people that run the slides and do the media stuff. We could definitely use more people. And it's not hard. You can learn. And you can just help people um, worship Jesus by serving back there. Um, here's another one that I would love to see kind of develop, outreach. We do some things together as a church, and I know there's people doing awesome things around our city. But what if we had a team of people that collectively, once a month, just went out and served in different areas of our city? Because I get that it's hard to go to certain areas and serve by yourself, but with the team and people together... Man, it's, it's awesome, and we can make a big impact. So what if we had a team that was like the outreach team, that whenever something comes up, we know who to call. These guys are going to take Jesus out to wherever, wherever it's needed in the city, help people, serve people, love, share the gospel. Um, so there's, you guys see there's all kinds of different areas. Um, we also talked about this uh, uh, LEC, Learning Extension Center, already. And I know when Evan mentioned that, some of you already got the tug. <laughs> I guarantee it happened, and you're like, ooh, should I do it? Should I help these kids? Should I serve with middle school kids? Ooh. But I guarantee some people got the tug on their heart from God to get involved in that. So my point is there's all kinds of areas. There's all kinds of ways. You don't even have to be good at stuff. You can learn. <laughs> you can grow. You just have to have the heart, the heart and the mindset of Christ Jesus to humbly serve and put others above yourself. And if we did this collectively as a church and started this new year out, like, on fire with passion to just be a community transformed, like, I think it would be amazing. I think people would notice. I think more and more people will gravitate towards this place, and the gospel will go out, and the kingdom will advance. So now I'm just rambling. <laughs> but to kind of close it up... Uh, yeah, this is just a reminder and call um, to be on the same page. Go ahead and put that slide up one more time, that last one. Uh, this is our mission. This is our purpose. Yeah, that one right there. 
to be transformed and to go out, engage others, to extend grace to others, to experience God in our own collectively. So begin praying right now because you're going to hear more about this. And to even before it even starts, the doubts start to creep in. And you start to think, oh, I'm not qualified. I'm not worthy. I'm not skilled. I'm not this and this and this. Well, guess what? Like, I have a huge list of ways or reasons that I shouldn't be up here talking and I shouldn't do this and this and this. But God called me and he equipped me. And I believe if you're willing, God will use you and equip you. He'll give you what you need. And it's not a, ma- it's not a matter of your skill and how if you feel worthy or not, God wants to use you. You're here. So that's, that's enough right there. You are here today. So um, begin praying on your own. We're going to be praying for you guys that you would plug in, get involved. And I know life is crazy. I get it. I know some people have commitments and they can't get as involved as they would like. But there might even be other ways that you can help and get involved. So if you have another way that you want to serve, come talk to us. All right? So I just want, <coughs> excuse me. I just want to pray for us. And we're going to jump back into worship. And then just know in the next couple of weeks, uh, there'll be some opportunities and some people to meet so you can actually go talk to the right person about where you feel God is calling you to serve. All right? Do you guys pray with me? Father God, we thank you so much that you love us, that you brought us here, Lord, from all areas of our city, Lord, from different states. You have brought us here together to be your church. And I know that you want to use us in big ways. Lord, I pray right now that there's any people even doubting that they should serve and get involved, that you would just take that away, Lord, and show them that uh, they're loved here, they're welcomed here, and, and they have a purpose and, a, and a, a reason to be here. And I pray that we will serve our community well. I pray we will love people well. I pray we will uh, have the same mindset that Jesus had to humbly serve And he laid out his life, laid down his life for us, Lord. And so I pray that we can pour out ourselves to other people in this community and you'll work in in huge ways through this church, Lord, through your people. So we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.